0: Hello and welcome to episode thirty-one of Mooncast. It's been a really long time since I've done one, um, so I do apologize for that. There's, um, there's some pretty good reasons why it's been been a long time, um, basically coronavirus. Um, yeah, so those who anyway, doesn't doesn't already know, I'm a I'm a infant school teacher um, the rest of the week when I'm not doing this, um, and it's been it's been a pretty hectic and busy start to the year, busier and he- more hectic than normal, um, coping with coronavirus restrictions in school and supporting some very anxious children, so not really had a lot of chance to, to do much in the way of podcasting and even the videos have fallen behind sometimes as well. Um, that's the reason why, I really. Um, also, I apologise in advance if you hear me coughing through this. I, I promise everyone I don't have coronavirus, thankfully. Um, is just a lingering cough from a cold. I did actually have to go and get a coronavirus test a few days ago which was quite scary, but luckily it came out negative. So we're all good. But I do still have this, this cough that won't go away. Um so I apologize if you hear me coughing. So I said it's been a long time. I thought I'd do a bit of a <coughs> um dot off with a bit of a catch up with um sort of where, where things are with both Moonstone and myself in terms of gaming as well. Um so, still playing obviously a lot of Moonstone, which is good, and doing some of the playtesting and new stuff, which is exciting. There's some new, well, there's two lots of new Dominion humans coming out, which is very exciting. There's a kind of, what I call kind of like an old money, I think it might even be called Old Money the treat Box, um, which is quite exciting. Um, that's got plenty of old Dominion nobles that used to exist, that sort of used to be in charge really before the Commonwealth Uprising. Um, you've got the Duchess, Creep, and Claudia Duval. Um, I haven't seen the models yet, but the artwork looks amazing, and the models are usually pretty close to the artwork, so that's quite exciting. Claudia Duval is a kind of highway woman, and then Duchess is a Duchess, and Creep is like this creepy sort of butler person that follows her around, so that's quite cool. Quite looking forward to them. played a game with them fairly recently then, with, with the new Dominion Pirates are coming out, another set of humans. Um, swash peggy and then powder monkey um so they they look like fun as well so they'll they'll work i think quite well actually the pirates will work i think with quite a few builds because they're they're quite all-rounders really i think they're going to be good i mean powder monkey you really need him with other pirates but the other two i think would work quite well with lots of dominion lists um they worked well with the other human dominion that i used when i i used all all six of the new ones but I think they'd also work well with quite a few other things. They'll be good. But I think the, the, the other Dominion humans will also work quite well. And then we've got... also got coming out soon... Goblin Airship. That's a very exciting one. Um, and there's a new set of Commonwealth humans as well. Who, if you saw the um, Battle Report, the narrative one we did, um, they were in that. So they've got like Sigilimot, Poppercock, Old Colders, Librarian. They look fun. They're <coughs> all in playtesting at the moment, so... Some of the things they did in that in that game will will have changed, but they 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 all look really fun actually, and again, obviously the models look uh, they going to be actually fantastic. And then towards the end of the year, we're hoping that book two will be underway. I know that there's there's a lot of people working very hard on that. Um, it's very exciting. Um, a good team putting that together, so I think it'll be going to be really good. I think it'll be what I've seen so far, and, um, I'm very impressed with has what what's been written and how it's being edited as well, so well done, I'm not going to mention names here, but you know who you are, who are helping out in the process, and you're all doing a fantastic job, so well done. Um Yeah, so we're still playtesting with stuff, there's, there's some new Les Hivots coming as well, I haven't playtested the new Les Hivots, really. Um one called Klaus, one called Reagan, and then Gwendolyn will be in that as well, so Gwendolyn's not new to anyone about the Kickstarter, but she'll be in there too. So lots of fun stuff coming out soon, hopefully. Um... I won't go too much into the new stuff because things change and I don't, I don't know the <coughs> production dates or anything. Um but there's some, there's definitely some good stuff happening. Um in spite of coronavirus there's some there's some fun stuff going on in in the world of Moonstone. Um was myself um I obviously I've obviously got got all the new Moonstone stuff that's out at the moment. Um got a backlog of painting I need to catch up on but Again, with the same reason I haven't recorded the podcast, I've not had it hard to find time to paint, but I managed to get into it the last couple of days, so hopefully I can I can get cracking with some. I painted Natty up recently, and i just finished painting up the Revenant and Antonia, and something else i painted recently, what else i painted recently? Antonia, Revenant, oh, and I've probably painted Chubbs, Chubbs is almost done, so uh, I'm getting some, some stuff done. Um... Still collecting like 40k and stuff, I do like. I know that Games Workshop isn't you know perfect, but the models are, are well done, so I'm enjoying collecting those again. That's more to collect more than anything else. Um, that's it, really. Um, so topic of today is giants, and I'll talk about four giants. Um, haven't done one about these ones yet. Um, obviously, it's, as you've already gathered so far, it's just me on this one. Um, I I just wanted I just wanted to do one to myself I just wanted talking into a phone for half an hour or so. But um, I'm gonna talk about Gotchka, Dim and Dimmer, Brunhilde and Lubard, because they're all the ones that are available at the moment. I don't actually know if there's any more. Well, Tom's almost certainly got more giants planned because he has so many ideas in his head for, for characters. I think they all fight to get the way out, get their way out of his head really. But, um, let's talk about these four for the moment. Um, I'm gonna start with. So I've got, I've got, oh, I've got all my cards laid out in front of me. Obviously, you can't see that, but I've got all my card laid out. I've got sets of models that I think the giants work well with, and I've got sets of models that I think work well against the giants. So this is gonna be about what the giants are good with and what's good against them. Um, there might be the odd pause while I try and find the card I'm looking for, but I'll try my best to keep it um, sort of normal and flowing as best as possible. Um, so I'll start with I'll start with the first one. I will start with got He's the he's the one I've used the most by miles. Obviously, probably because he was in the first Kickstarter and I, he's just he's kind of reliable and you know what he's going to do and he does exactly what he's supposed to do and he does it well. Um, so let's, I'll quickly run through his card as well. He's got melee three, melee range two, arcane zero and evade plus two. Same all the dragons got evade plus two. Got ramshackle armor, so minus one against non-magical. He deals plus two melee damage. But his main thing, really, the main reason that most people use him for, is is the bodyguard. So if a noble within four inches suffers damage, this model suffers it instead. And the good thing is, is that it's damage, and he reduces that damage by minus one. So um, I think it stacks. I can't I have to check that one actually. I'm saying it now because so I don't know if it stacks with, um, like, let's say Fancy Hat gets hit and he's minus two damage already. And he suffers then suffers the damage. Again, it goes on to Gotcha, it suffers an additional minus one. Because um, it does say damage, not wounds. So I think it's basically if he's with Fancy for example, it's minus three non-magical, so it's pretty mental. It's got Uger Booger. So costs one, four inch range, moves target goblin, two inches directly away. I've actually, I'll be honest with you, I've actually never ever used that. Um I tend to find if there's a goblin within four inches, I want to go and hit it. <laughs> um I can see how that could be situationally quite useful at times. Like if you just need to get one off a, off a moonstone or get it away from someone else, <coughs> or something like that. I can see it, anything that, that moves other models can be useful. I'll take a sip of tea. Um So I can see how it could, could be useful. I've just I've just never used it myself, but it could be it could be useful. One of those things that you probably would never use it for a lot of games, and then suddenly it'll, you'll use it once and it. And it saves your moonstone or something. Then his um signature move is on rising attack called kick to the guts. Does impact, so he gets he gets plus two well if he gets plus two all melee and then it's um zero, one, nothing against thrust. Um and then one, one, two rising attack and none against low guard. Um so it's actually three damage on all those really. If the enemy suffered one or more wounds, it loses one energy and is moved an inch away. So that's a stacks. So if it's a crit, they'll lose. Uh, they'll suddenly lose one energy, but they'll be moved two inches away. If it's one or more wounds. I lose one energy. So they only lose one energy, but they'll get moved two inches away. Um, it's a pretty good. I mean, anything, anything that takes energy away off people is um, is, is is really good. Um, uh, yeah, that's so it. Is, is a good one. So I've got out in front of me all the different. Um, nobles that he can work with, and we'll talk through the ones that he's particularly useful with. Um, so the first one for me, and I very rarely go into a game with, with this character without Gotchka, which is um, Diana, because she's essentially the weakest. She's really... She's, she's probably the weakest out of all the um, nobles there are. I mean, she's also got minus two, minus two evade, so she doesn't suffer as much from... Arcane. If she gets hit in combat, she 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 goes down quite quickly. Um. So yeah, I will almost always take Gotchka with Diana. I very very rarely wouldn't, and I I struggle to find a reason why I wouldn't. Because gotchgut not only defends Diana, but he's also really good in a fairy list because he's he offers something that fairies don't have, which is essentially an awful lot of health, and he's not a weakling. So he can pick up moonstones for you. He can also hit things hard, and he can. He's got a, a fair amount of, sort of survivability. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get through to the stuff that's good against giants at um, at, at some point, but i um, will just talk about what they're good for first. And I think I'll go through what's good because generally speaking, what's good against one giant is good against most of them because <laughs> um, they all have they all have similar attributes. So they have a lot of health. So um, in fact, I think. Yeah, only really Gotchgut's got any kind of damage absorption. I mean, um, Dim Dimmer has, but brunhilde and Lubard have nothing that stops damage. So so Gotchcut is kind of the toughest of the lot. He's also got 14 health, whereas um, Brunhild, for example, so got 13. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Diner's definitely a favourite for me with him. And also Kaufman, I think, is a good one because he's quite vulnerable. Um, he's got no defensive stuff and plus one evade. He's got a lot of health. He's got nine health, but... He can go down pretty quickly if you're not careful, and Goshka can take the damage for him. The other nobles that he's good with, well, he's good with all nobles, really, but, for example, there's a couple that he's not quite so needed with. Though so Joanna, for example, is a noble, but she, she already, if, you, if you've got a big gnome animal list, she already can be sort of minus up to minus three damage, so you don't really need the damage to he passed off. Same with the Goblin King, he can pass it on to... Um, goblins so you don't need the damage really as much as that because you can already pass it off to a goblin so why would you pass it off to Gut? and with the goblin king there's certain other models you kind of want with him so you don't necessarily want gotchgat taking up a slot for you good with jack though good with young jack although he's got shield he's only got seven health so he can go down quickly if you're not careful um so he's good with jack um and i'm going to go through the ones that aren't out yet so Baron Von fancy Hat yeah, he's a Definitely a standard with him. Use him quite a lot with Fancy Hat. Again, main reason he's only got seven wounds, so um, if you're not careful, Fancy Hat can suddenly, if he's taken three, four wounds, suddenly he's down to three left, and it can be quite scary. So definitely good with him. And the last three nobles, before I talk about the two that aren't released yet, are the Beast, the Revenant, and Anya Bartol. Interestingly, I've not actually used got with any of these three before. I mean, with, with the Beast, he's got nine health. And he hurts like anything in combat, so he don't tend I wouldn't I'm starting to think now that he'd actually would be quite good with the beast because the beast has no real defensive stuff. Apart from the quite terrifying, which means a non-giant, non-troll, if they move in the melee zone, they lose one energy, which is kinda of cool, but he will go down quickly. He's he's plus one evade, he's got no armor. So God could be quite good with the beast. And the other two are the revenant and and you know, Revenant doesn't really need to be passing wounds off at all. Um, he has almost no need for it whatsoever as he basically can't die. Um, so I probably wouldn't ever really take Goshka. Not not saying I wouldn't take it in the list with the Revenant, but I wouldn't be taking it with the intent of keeping the Revenant alive any longer than I need to. Um, I was Andy Bartle and the same thing, really. She doesn't really need Goshka around. She's already minus one, and she's got Look of Innocence, so they have to discard one and she's do something. So that does that's very restricting. And, you know, if you've got her just... Behind some terrain for some. I mean she's basically unless you've turned her into Srigaranya, which case she's no longer actually a noble anymore, so therefore she can't benefit from Gotchka. Um she's basically a healer and a bit of a moonstone carrier, so she's kind of hovers around the behind other models anyway. So I think although not to say Gotchka wouldn't be useful with her, he's not as useful as he is with Fancy Hat or Kaufman or Diana or Jack. And then, of course, the, other, the new ones are the Duchess and what poppycock and he's, he could definitely be useful for both of those, I think. I could see him being enlisted both of those two. The Duchess, for example, has no defensive stuff. Um, and Actually, he'd be really good against her, because she's got an ability called Foreboding, which, after an enemy character completes an action targeting this character, it suffers a wound, so if you do target her, not only will she not suffer the wounds because she'll pass off the cut, gotcha, then you'll also suffer a wound, so... um. Actually, he could definitely be useful with Duchess. I can I can see myself wanting to use him with a Duchess, definitely. And with Poppycock, for the same kind of reason as Fancy Hat. I mean he's got playtime like Fancy Hat has. Um he's more of a supporter than um than Fancy Hat is. But again, he's got eight wounds, so he's a bit tougher than Fancy Hat, but only only one more really. Um so I could definitely see him be with him, basically for the same reason that Fan he's used with Fancy Hat. So those are all the models that he's good with defending. That's really his main... I find that his main role is defending nobles by taking their wounds for them. He's also a pretty good moonstone carrier because he's got an enormous amount of health. Um, I'll get onto vulnerabilities, I think, when I've gone through all of their benefits first. Then I'll talk about vulnerabilities altogether because, like I said, they're pretty much the same. Um, So... Gotchka's kind of my, tends to be my number one giant go to go to, apart from possibly Lubard. I do like Lubard quite a lot. Because next one on top is Brunhilde. Uh, I love I love Brunhilde. I love the model. Um it's really unique, I think, which is lovely. Now she's slightly better in combat than Gotchka in that she's got melee four. Still got the range two and the plus two evade. She has plus two slicing and piercing, which to be fair is just about everything. Um i these all all three to all four types of attack that can do damage are either slicing or piercing, none of them only impact so She can do slicing or piercing on everything. Um she's got a bodyguard of exactly the same as Gotka has. Um she's also got some other cool little things. So she's got loyalty. Cara okay, takes a reaction step, it may move three inches directly towards the nearest friendly no instead of a normal one-inch mover. I've I've used that before. Um I actually used it mainly just to get out of combat with someone. I think Bristlenose moved towards me and I realised I could just move... It doesn't say... There's no range to it. So the friendly noble could be eight, eight inches away, but she suddenly moved three inches out of combat. So um, that was pretty... Every time she does a reaction step, so it's not like swift where you do it once and you can't use the rest of the turn. So that's a, and again, anything that's out of activation movement is always useful. Um, For me, her big thing is Epic Ballads of Giant Heroes. One of her big things, Epic Ballads of Giant Heroes costs one six inch pulse once per turn. Other giants gain plus one energy. So although she is useful at guarding nobles, I tend to find I wouldn't if I was ju- if I just wanted someone to guard a noble, I wouldn't bring Brunhilde, I would always bring Gotchka. Because he's basically tougher. He's got more health. Minus one on magical. He's just a bit a little that little bit tougher than Brunhilde to make it think well, why would I bring Brunhilde? But one, I'd, I could potentially bring both of them. Could have been both of them in a noble list. Um, if I was bringing sort of something like Kaufman, Fancy Hat, Gotchgut, Brunhilde, possibly Young Jack or Joanna or Poppycock, and then a healer, you then suddenly got an incredibly tough list. Um, I probably wouldn't bring Joanna. To the list. probably be be Young Jack to be fair, or possibly Poppycock, but. That's a really tough list to get through. Like you've got two giants that can absorb between them twenty-seven wounds, two or three and two or three models that you are hitting are already minus damage. So that's that's a tough list to get through. So I potentially bring her with Gortgut in a Commonwealth list because she's Commonwealth only. Whereas Gortgut Dominion and Commonwealth. Um, but the other list I I really enjoy where there was a full giant list. So I bring all four of these giants. My favourite is all four of these: Kaufman and Brother Daniel. All four of these giants have the Commonwealth um, Sun. Kaufman is great for stopping enemies getting away from them. And Brother Daniel's good for healing and giving out extra energy. So she's really useful in that list. I've done that, done that list a couple of times. And she's, um, if you got them within six inches, she's basically gaining the equivalent of, sort of two energy because she, she loses one, but she's giving each of the other ones an energy each, which is awesome. That's the main thing I use her for. I mean, her, um, her signatures on falling swing. The slicing doesn't. I think normal falling swing damage. I believe zero zero three three two. Obviously, she's plus two. So, if she dies as a result of it, all friendly giants and nobles within eight inches restore all wounds, and all other models within eight suffer one magical damage. So, it's potentially like again, really good in that noble list if you need it to be. Like if they've all suffered a lot of damage. You move her into the middle, attack someone, hope they do some damage to her, and suddenly she heals everyone up to full, which is pretty mental. And another reason why she's good in the giant list, because if you've got your giants down to sort of, they're so down to like 4 or 5 health each, and she's at four, she's on like 2 health, you move her in to get hit by someone, and then hopefully die with that, and heal all your giants up to full, which is an enormous amount of health to get through, which is terribly frustrating for your opponent um so she's got like, not a lot of uses different kind of r- reasons to bring her than Gotchka um I think like I said I wouldn't bring her instead of him and either be with him or with a full giant list so next one I'm going to talk about is Lubard give bit more tea um he's definitely different to those two he's very different really uh of but a lot of health uh, melee three, got a three inch range, one of the few that has. He's got arcane three, and a vein plus two. Now he's, um, you see, I tend to see him more in less Le- lists than, um, common lists. And I'll talk about why in a second. So, he cannot perform a harvest or jog unless there's a funding model within four. That's really important to remember. It's really easy to accidentally leave him just out of four inches. You get to him where he can't do anything. He can step, but he can't harvest or jog, which is tragic. So that's really worth remembering that whenever you bring Lubard, is have him in the middle somewhere. Um, It's plus two impact, which works on most things. It doesn't work on thrust or sweeping cut, but he does do plus two impact. So He's also got predictable combatant, because he's technically blind. So turn around a round of combat before you play this card, you must reveal your hands. So that's a bit of a shame, but there's a good reason for that. And the reason is his next ability, which is called Righteous Fury. And it costs three, so he only starts with two. So he needs someone to give him energy. That's why Daniel's good with them, or is good with him. Um, because they, he, they need to give the energy. And then as long as he's got three energy, there's no reason why he'd ever not do this. So what it is, is he gains three energy to get the energy back again. Plus one melee, plus one arcane, and plus one made damage. So that that plus one plus two impact becomes plus three. he Gets melee four, um, which is a bit, which is a bit mental, really. He does become incredibly scary then. Um, and he's got haul in. This is arcane ability. Um, so again, if he, if you've got like right, just a few off, he suddenly arcane four, which is quite awful for a giant. Any two, three inch range target. Move target two inches directly towards his model. Um, And the catastrophe is that this model suffers wounds. Um, (coughs) um, Now, you might think, well, why do I want them two inches closer to me? Why do I want to hit them from three inches where they can't hit me back? Well, there is that way up. It depends what you're trying to do, really. There's a really good reason why you'd want to do this. Like, you wouldn't necessarily want to do it against someone like Fancy Hat or Poppycock. You know, basically, you wouldn't necessarily want to do it against a model look can hurt you in return. But you might want to do it against someone like boom, boom, boom. Um, because the reason is, his signature moves on sweeping cut, it's called entangle, does normal sweeping cut damage except it's, its impact. So he does, well, to do plus three. So against falling swing, he'll do five. versus he do five. And even against thrust and sweeping cut, he do three. But the main thing is, enemies within one inch cannot play end step effects. So think about, those en- those enemies those um, those models that have end effects that things like like Eric where he can swap places with someone else or boom boom where he disappears or I think it's boom boom has it yeah let's boom boom and Quack who can move and disappear and stuff or, or other models that can move two inches in their end turn effects they can't do that now so what it means is they are stuck in combat with Lubard, which is quite scary and also if the enemies in an inch his other end turn effects suffers two wounds, loses two energy, and suffers minus two melee stats. So he absolutely destroys them, basically. So, like, actually, it wouldn't necessarily be bad against someone like Fancy Hat, because suddenly he'll have no energy, lose another two wounds, and he's probably already suffered a good three, so it might kill him. And minus two melees, so that, but by Fancy Hat, on melee three. So it's good against, actually, to be fair, against a lot of stuff. Um. Yeah, so <coughs> he, with Righteous Fury as well, he's by far the most dangerous, I would say. Possibly dim and dimmer, depending on who you're fighting, can be by far the most dangerous in combat. Um, I've seen him take down like a troll in of two, two activations because I managed to get his signature off doing the extra two wounds and um, the additional minus two. And don't forget that it—I'm going to make an assumption here because it usually is—it stacks. So what that means is, if you get two of entangles, one you'll do an enormous amount of damage. But they'll lose four wounds, lose four energy, and suffer minus four melee stat. That is just crippling. Just Even those really high health, like the beast for example, let's say he's hitting the beast, he'll do something like seven damage to it, so almost kill it. Actually, he'll kill it because he'll then do he'll do ridiculous amount of damage and then do two wounds. So it's a good way of just eliminating an opponent immediately. Even against a troll, he'll do. Let's say he did a falling swing against a falling swing, he'd do seven damage. He do eleven damage. you do seven plus four. It's mental. So lots of damage. He can do. He can kill stuff really quickly if you're not careful. So he is very scary in combat. But he's also weak in return. He's got no armor at all. No defensive stuff at all. So he will die quickly. And he and you got those those negatives things like blind faith and predictable combatants. So you do have to be careful with him. Um, because he does he he does. Surprisingly quickly, in fact he's probably the one of the weakest out of the three, really. Um, well, he's technically just as weak as Brunhilde, but um, I think the blind faith makes him somehow weaker because she can at least retreat and move and round freely. And she has another movement thing where she can move three inches, so with her loyalty, so he's probably the weakest out of the three in terms of how he can take damage. Um, so the last one before I get on to how to defeat giants is Dim and Dimmer. Now, I'll be honest with you straight up, I haven't used him as much. So I don't know him as well. But I didn't want to not include him because well, I feel like he's missing out. And he's still a giant. So he's only melee two, range to fade plus two. Um, he is quite scary if you're not careful though. So he's got he's a bit random, which is quite fun actually. I quite I want to use him more because I think he'd be quite fun to use. So something called constant bickering, because only starts with one energy. When he activates up an arcane card and he gains X energy, Catastrophe have three wounds. So it's quite tragic if you get a catastrophe but he could potentially get two more NG and have three which is more than every other giant and even if you only get a one you are the same as every other giant so that's good um, plus two impact and slicing Cleveland club so not so good if you're trying to use thrust with him but basically a plus two damage most of them are plus I mean yeah Brynhild's plus two Got got plus two they've all got plus two in something um, Lubar's only got it in impact so technically he's kind of the weakest in that sense Whereas Bunhild's got piercing and slicing, Gotch Gut's got all melee damage, and and Dimmer's Dim got impact and impact and slicing. He reduces impact by minus two, so not massively useful, but there are there are times like if someone has plus two impact then they don't get that. So it, it, it's situationally useful, but certainly obviously not as useful as like Gotch Guts minus minus one. And he's got two hand this is this is this is the part that makes him scary. Two heads are better than one. During a round of melee, after cards are drawn but before they are revealed, you may discard one energy to play two different cards. If you do, after cards are revealed, you may choose which is used, the other is discarded. That's amazing. Um, I have used it before. Basically, I used it on a turn where I drew a three with him and I gave him extra energy from Daniel and he got extra energy from Brunhilde. So he was on six energy, so I had energy to spare. <laughs> so if he had six energy, he went to combat with six energy and I used that in three rounds of combat. Um, and it basically meant I think i I killed a troll, a full health troll in one round of combat because basically every single round I picked two very contrasting cards like a falling swing and, and a thrust or a falling swing and a low guard or something, and it usually meant that I could either I was either hitting them really hard or parrying them and then hitting them really hard um so it can be brutal, and it gets better because his signature which is on rising attack. Which is pack lunch. It does impact, so he gets a plus two. Um, it doesn't do normalizing attack damage. It does none against high guard, none against low guard, and then one against the other one, so three against the other ones. But the enter effect is amazing. So if the enemy has suffered one or more wounds and has an evaded that of minus one or lower, they're removed from play. So he just, I don't know if he eats them or like sticks them in his bag. Has he got a bag? He has got a bag. So he's very scary against fairies very scary. Like Think of about, think about those very really tough fairies to kill, like Wasp and Tito. Uh, Tito's obviously got, if she can get, can't get can hit me, then you're okay. But some fairies are just a nightmare to try and get rid of. Uh, if I think of other ones. I mean, Diana can be, but obviously if she's with, gosh, he's alright. But Wasp is a particular one that's very hard to kill in combat because of Buckler. Uh, but with this... One, if he plays, if Ross plays like his high guard, for example, which means he can usually parry or, or attack, all you've got to do is play, if you play the rising attack and say a thrust at the same time, you can always just hit him if you want to, or you play this. Do, well, if he plays high guard, you know it's not, not going to work. But anyway, I can't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wittering on about that, but he can deal with difficult to kill fairies. And difficult to kill like rogues as well, things like Anya bartol you spend one energy to hit her, and you might not do enough damage. But actually, all you gotta do is one, and suddenly she disappears. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else is like minus one, it's quite hard to kill. Billy is hard to kill, he's minus one. Um, who else have we got I'm going to have a quick flick through? Who else is minus one? Is that Belladonna who can swap places? She's irritating. Gwendolyn, obviously, any fairies, Seasick, um, Beaky, Herbert. I'm just listing minus one characters now. Um, Eric. That's quite good, actually, because Eric, because he can normally swap places with his low guard, but if he's dealt one damage, he can't. Um, what else have we got? Murder Bunnies. It's good for killing bunnies, because they're really taken to get rid of. Um, Kavanagh. Chubbs. Several, really. Well, lots, actually. Um, there's... Flicking through creeps, minus one powder monkeys, minus one grubs, minus one. He's annoying one to get rid of because he jumps around a load of the base. Jaders, one, he's hard to get rid of. Um, that's it, but that's yeah, there's lots of what. And if you're not minus one, suddenly well basically they have to avoid him, so he's really good at controlling the middle of the board against fairies because they don't want to get near him because he'll just, he'll just eat them. Um, so he's a bit. I I don't think he's that popular, unfortunately, because I think he's because of the randomness of some of his stuff. People are wary about using him. Whereas, like Lubard and Gotchka and Brunhilde, you know exactly what you're going to do with them. You know really exactly how they're going to work because they're very predictable. Um, Dimondim is not as predictable, but if it does work, it's brutal. So, on Dimondim, is Dimondian and Commonwealth, so he's he can work with both. And Lubard is Commonwealth and Lesherwald. Why well, forget? So, um, Dim and Dimmer, I think. Dim and... So, Lubard, I, I talked about Gotchka and Brunhilde about what what troops they're good in. And Brunhilde's Commonwealth only, so she's good with things like Kaufman and Fancy High and, and-, and Poppycock, but also pretty good alongside Gotchka. Lubard's pretty good in anything, really, to be honest with you, because he offers something that Noah, no other character offers, which is a, th- a three inch melee and enormous amounts of damage, if possible. So Lubar could fit into a lot of lists, I think. He's very versatile in some ways. Um, Dim and Dimmer, same kind of thing, really. I reckon he can fit into quite a few lists. I, I'm tempted to use him more in with fairies, because he offers something they, that they don't have, which is a horrific amount of melee damage. Um, but I think it would also work quite well with goblins, for the same reason... Um, and also, because he doesn't really necessarily rely on energy being given to him because he gets more himself every turn, um, he can he can be quite independent. But certainly more than like, like Lubard is not independent. He needs to be with other people. Gotchgut and Brunhilde, to get the best out of them, they need to be near other people. Whereas Dim and Dimmer does not need to be near other people. And that can be really useful having that model that doesn't need to be near anyone else. So I like Dim and Dimmer. I, I think he'd be quite useful. Um... I mean, really, all of these giants can fit well right into the into the the um factions that they can they can join, because all of them offer something that the faction can't get by themselves, apart from obviously with trolls, which is big, heavy hitters, lots of health that they, they do take a long time to get rid of, even with like the fire spitter, like if you get lucky and you do six damage, okay, well, they've still got eight health left. Um, I mean, what are ways to fire twice and things, but it does take a lot of energy and a lot of planning and things to sort out. And they're, 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 they, yeah, they definitely offer something that to just about any list. I mean, whenever I'm creating a list, I, I often think, oh, do I want do I want a giant in there? Do I want a troll in there? I'll do trolls on my next podcast. I don't want to cover all of them at once. I want to do them separately. But I'll often bring a try to a troll. Um, I like having a big guy in my list. Depends on what I'm facing if i was facing a gnome gunline, I might I might think twice because they'll go down which is what I'm going to talk about next which is basically how to deal with giants so I'll go on to that because then we'll talk about why I wouldn't bring a giant so I've got a few things that I think are good at dealing with giants let me just get them all to get my cards out ready in front of me so I can talk about them easily um, most of the things you'll, you'll you'll notice that are good at dealing with giants are shooting stuff generally speaking it's not melee um, stuff that I would personally say is good at dealing with giants. Not saying that melee stuff can't deal with giants, but the problem with melee stuff is that you're getting you're going to be getting hit back, and the giants have all got either two or three inch melee, so not much can get out of range. Um, what are you there? Oh no, you could be useful. Sorry, i was talking to my cards in. <laughs> um, so I've got a whole selection of models I think are good against giants. Like I said, the majority of them are hard hitting. Arcane stuff, um and it the, is the, the situational from each one. So, like Foxglove, I've got as one um, because if he gets atrophy off, it's two X magical damage, which does just a lot of damage. It's magical, so it gets through any of their any giants that's got. None of the giants have got defense against magical. So, and because Foxglove's arcane three, very, there's every chance he's going to be drawing five cards. He's probably going to get a red, and probably going to be getting a, a two and possibly a three. So it's four or six damage. And if you can find a way to give Vostlav another energy, then he can cast it twice. Um, so there's one. Belladonna is horrifically good against giants. And it all comes down to Drop a Nightshade. Um, the catastrophes, the, the, the target and this character are both slain. So she can go up to a giant on full health, play Drop a Nightshade, hopefully get a catastrophe. I mean, even if she doesn't, it's it's that you forget them anyway because they can, she can either make them lose energy or make them move 2 X and hit someone, which is amazing, or just make them die immediately. Berdondin has six health, so all the giants have at least twice as much as her. She walks up to them and then just disappear, which is just horrific. Gets through any defense, gets through anything they have. Doesn't matter what they've done in return. Obviously, it's an arcane, but no matter what happens, they just die. Um, so that's horrifically going. Obviously, if, you really want if you're going to do that, you want the mortician with them so that he can bring bird on her back next turn. Um, so she is she is one of the best against giants because she deals with all of their health in one go. Um, so other ones I've got. Noxious airship's a good one, really good one. There are two reasons for that. One bolt thrower does x plus two piercing, so it's a big hit of damage. But also, it can't be hit by them. None of the giants have a ranged thing that does damage lubar's got it but they're all melee characters none of them have got shooting attacks or arcane damage so gnome's airship is really good it can literally walk right next to them shoot them and they can't do about it um and if you're not sure you can drop a bomb on them as well so um it's it's that's one that's really good against them and in and for the same kind of reason the goblin airship as well is not released yet but um pea shooter definitely situational not so good against Gotchka. and not good at all against dim and dimmer because it does x where am I looking x impact damage so pretty useless against dim and dimmer because he's minus two impact You have to get three just to do one but really good against lubard and brunhilde particularly against lubard I would say because you can see him more often I think but good against lubard and brunhilde um just as x damage he can do it three times as if he hasn't given any extra energy by someone, like Shavaru, for example, might give him more energy. Let's say he's on four energy. That's four lots of X impact damage with five cards a time. There's a good chance. He could actually kill Lubard in one go, I think. No, he can't. But he could take it down a lot. Um, you know, really hurt him a lot, which would be really scary. So he's really good against... And for the same reason as the much Gobine- N- 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 Edge, he can't be hit by the Giants. So he's totally safe from them. I was that if I was taking my giant list, I'd be very scary, scared if I saw those two. Uh, I probably wouldn't bring a giant list against those two because I can't do anything about them at all. Um, the rest of them mainly... Sorry, just last bit of tea. So my other, the other shooting ones are useful. Claudia Duval. She's got a pistol, but she can fire it twice. Quarrel, because she's got 2x piercing damage, so just a big hit and one go. Rybold, is good because you're drawing five arcane cards. Hello cat. Um, So it means you're more likely to get those higher greens to do enormous amounts of damage. Not so good against Dim and Dimmer again, because it's impact, these minus two impact, but still good. And then the other one, like Flintlock, can do a good shot off, X plus two impact. Again, not so good against Dim and Dimmer, but yes, the other ones, so you can just have that big hit of damage. And then the rest of them I've got, I'm gonna find the ones I've done separately. Because um, 'cause I've got oh yeah. Uh, you're not supposed to be in there, boom boom. You're not particularly good against giants. No, you're not. Um the other ones I've got are Murder Bunnies are useful. Because they just sit front of them and get in the way, basically. Uh, they're not gonna do to them particularly, but they're useful. I mean murder bunnies are always useful against everyone, but so I'm not gonna too much about that. So the other ones I've got that are particularly useful I think against giants, Swiggerty Swooty is really useful against giants. One he's got a pistol you can shoot. But the main thing I think is useful against giants is he can do plunder. Now, why that's useful is because let's say he nicks bodyguard off Gotchka. Suddenly the nobles haven't got defence anymore. <laughs> so you then just ignore Gotchka and hit the nobles trying to defend because he no longer got bodyguard. Um, or you could take away his brute strength, so now he's, no, he's no, now no longer any good in combat. And bear in mind, plunder, from what I can tell, yep, yeah, is not once per turn. So let's say he went up to Gotchka, he could take away Ramshackle armour. Then take his strength off him, and then take bodyguard off him. Do all three in a turn. Suddenly, got is just a giant with no additional damage, no defense, and doesn't defend other ch- doesn't defend other nobles. Basically, pretty useless. Um. So, Swiggity Swooty is really good against giants, um, because most of, mo- mainly because most of their things they do, are passive. So, for example, if you did it on dim and dimmer, uh, it's be mental. Um, take away constant bickering, which means he no longer generates energy. If you can get to him before he activates, certainly Dim dimmer Dimmer's only on one. Or you can take away two heads are better than one. They're all passive. Giant, mostly things Giants do are passive, and he nicks abilities, so he's really good. Other ones, so I'm going to leave one I've got I'm poking right here to the end. Um, the Mortician, because he's got Rigor Mortis. So you can just... I mean, he's good against everything. But the reason I think it's particularly good against Giants because he'll be drawing six Arcane cards. Rigor mortis disc- means they discard all their energy. So just... I mean, it's good against everyone, you could say. But I feel like somehow more useful with Giants because they can't do anything without energy at all. Some mods can do stuff without energy. And he'll be drawing so many cards, the chance of not getting a green, blue or red too is quite slim. So, And then the only melee one I've got that's good against Giants... He's also good with giants to be fair. Um is Vicious Midget. He gets plus two melee if he's near four inches near a giant. So um so he's quite good against I mean he's obviously only got five health, so he will die very quickly if you're not careful, but he's also, you know, with his um signature getting through passabilities, that's good against Kotchka. Um so he's good with he's good with them actually. he's particularly good with giants because you stand him near a giant or any of them really? Godskar. Well, Godskar or Dim and Dim is all he can be with. Um, suddenly, he's got melee seven, melee nine if he's boosts it either by being the attacker or by spending the energy. So he's a vicious It's an interesting one with Giants. I mean, you wouldn't want him near Dim and Dimmer because you will just eat him. Um, but he's a fun one to take. I, I like him with Giants. I probably wouldn't pit him against the Giant most of the time because he's generally speaking still going to die because he only has five health. And the last one, which is almost as good against killing giants as Belladonna is, and, and Rybold, is Antonia, because she's got visions of the present. Target suffers an amount of wounds equal to the number of wounds that they've currently suffered. So you've got a giant on half health, for example, she kills them in one go, which is fairly scary. Particularly, I mean, more scary. That's more scary against giants than it is against just about anything else apart from trolls, because they have so much health and one of their One of the reasons you bring them is because they have so much health. Um and the fact that she can just take let's say even if they just suffered six wounds, suddenly she's doing six damage in one go, that puts them down to one or two health, which is a very scary place for a giant to be. So she's particularly she's pretty good against them as well. And she can I mean any arcane tends to be good against giant because you're getting plus two cards guaranteed, because they've got evade plus two. So and the last one I haven't said yet is Tabby the Librarian. Um, the reason i've I've put her as, int- as as useful is because um basically she she can move stuff. So librarian scorn means she can, she, she can move giants away and they haven't got that lot that much energy, so they don't giants don't want to be spending energy stepping if they can help it. So the fact that she can move them, and again, she's Arcane five, so she's hitting a giant with librarian scorn, let's say they're six inches away. She's drawing seven cards. There's a good chance she's going to get a pink two or three. Moves another two inches away. That suddenly means the giant's eight inches away from her. Which means that that's fairly useless for a giant because if we, even with a jog and a step, they're still not in melee. Even will Lubard would be, but just. Um, so she's really good at moving. Anything that moves them is also really useful. Um, just looking through the rest of the cards quickly. Man, I can, uh, I mean, I tend to think the things that do a little bit of damage, like sinkhole for example, yeah, kind of useful, but that could be useful because it reduces their um, jogs too as well. But, um, yeah, that's probably, they're the main ones really, I would say, that are useful against giants. Any arcane is good against giants because you get plus two, Um, just be careful what you're hitting them with because quite a lot of the like gnome stuff is impact and dimmer dimmer has minus two against that, so... Um, like generally speaking you don't really want to be trying to take on a, a full health giant in combat because the main one of the big reasons is one they do a lot of damage but because they can afford to take a hit or two they're not necessarily going to be defending when you expect a normal enemy to defend, they're just going to hit you back um, so if you go against a giant on full health you're not going to expect them to put down a low guard they're going to be putting down thrusts and, and falling swings to try and hit you as hard as they can so another thing to think about is if you're going into combat with a giant they're probably going to be attacking so if you play a defensive card, you might be able to either stop it and, and counter. Bit tricky because you don't know what they're going to play, but unless they're a Lubard, which because you can see it. But yeah, um, I think that's everything really. I've talked about who they're good with. Yeah, I can't, like I said, the, you know, giants are useful. A giant is probably useful in, in a huge number of lists. Um, possibly not so much in a Goblin King list, because you might want to bring Rybold instead um and you don't really need any of the giants with them but definitely i mean lubard's useful in in lists because the lechevold have almost no defensive stuff and he's got a lot of health so he's hard to kill um gotchgrat like i said is useful in anything with a noble in it um brunhilde was useful with the giants and with nobles and dim and dimmer i think can fit into a lot of lists really depends what you want him for if you have a lot of other melee damage in a list you might not bring dim and dimmer um you might bring like ribald instead if it's Dominion or
1: mm. or or mm.
0: no giant if you didn't want it, but um, they can, they can fit into anything really. And the models are fantastic. Uh, I mean, Gotchcut just feels like a classic already. Um, I mean, Lubar, I've got both the Lubar models because I, I like both of them, but they all look really unique and, and interesting. I'm About halfway through painting my Dim and Dimmer. Um, I think I don't think I could pick a favorite. That there's I mean, I've used Gotchcut the most, but it's Probably just because he's been around the longest. And I've, and I've used Lubard a lot. But that's because I've, when Leshevot came out, I wanted to use a lot of Leshevot, and I like him in my Leshevot lists. I definitely use Brunhilde and Dim and Dimmer the least, but I think I need to use Dim and Dimmer more, certainly. And Brunhilde I kind of save usually for my giant list, my giant noble list. Um. But, but yeah, I, I really like the giants. Um, but you do have to be careful what you're facing. Um... If you know you're facing a rogue list, for example, I'd be tempted not to bring one because well done I can just murder it. And airships are scary. You need you need to make sure that you've got something with with the giants that can deal with things like airships. Um but it's tricky, isn't it? That, that that's there's you know, I can't there's so many models available now and characters available that you can't I can't really talk too easily about list building with them because you've got to play it and work it out yourself, really. I hope this has helped and given you some tips for using Giants. Um, I think they're fun to use, um, and and they definitely definitely have their uses in a lot of lists, but some people don't don't use them at all. I mean, I think tournaments I've been to, I saw hardly any Giants around, uh, which is interesting. I love using Giants. I love using Trolls as well. Quite often one of the first things I think about when I build a list, like I said earlier, is which Giant or Troll am I going to bring? Because I'd like to have one of them. I wouldn't necessarily have too many, I wouldn't. In a normal list, I probably wouldn't have more than one, unless I was bringing a giant list. Um, made down to the, the, the lack of energy they have, because um, they've all got a lot of health, but none of them have got more than start with more than two energy. Obviously, Dimma and can get more. There's ways of easy ways of giving them more, but but yeah, um, I think I'll stop there. I've kind of witted on into a microphone by myself for quite a while now, um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, apologies again for the length of time it's taken to record another one. Um, I'll hopefully get um, a troll episode done too. I'll try and get someone else on for the troll one. I think either get Jack on over Skype or see if anyone else wants to join me to talk about trolls. Um, but if there's any, if there's any, um anything you want to talk about. Um, and I'm not because I, I upload these onto Podbean, which is what the, the podcast provider that I, I pay for it in order to upload enough. You have to pay if you want to build up learn more than about six. I don't want I don't want to delete any old ones. So I do Podbean and I don't think I can see any comments put on any other platform. So if you've commented on iTunes, which I know it's on, or if you commented on Spotify, which I think it's now on, it's on Google Music as well, I think. Um if you comment on those, I don't think I get to see the comments. So Either comment on Podbean, which I know I will see it on. I mean, Podbean's a free app to download, so there's, there's not really a particular reason why you wouldn't need to, unless you're not bothered making comments. But um, if you do want to comment, then either do it on Podbean or go on the Ye Olde Battle Reps Facebook page um, and comment on there. I don't really want to do a Mooncast Facebook page as well. I can't really be bored to have two Facebook pages running. Um... Or message me. I mean if you go on the Moonstone um Facebook page, for example, I'm on there. Um I'm one of the moderators. I'm, I'm the moderator. There's two admins and I'm the only moderator, so you've got to find me easily. I'm the one with the brother Daniel Avatar. Um and the same on the um Discord as well, if you tag me in it then I'll I'll know you talk to me. So I'm happy to discuss things on there too um but yeah those are probably better places to do it really rather than commenting on the actual podcast because i don't think i actually see them half time anyway um yeah i hope you uh you enjoyed that and um like i said next one will be trolls hopefully yeah thanks a lot for listening